icon. All right. Hey, well, welcome to. He's not even paying attention. Okay. I love this. All right. We're ready. All right. Welcome to another service here at House of Power Outreach. I'm Pastor Tori Gann and Pastor Rita and I, my wife, we uh, pastor church. Uh, we are loving just having you guys here and, and welcome you to this service. And we're excited about today's message and, and just want to be a blessing to you. Uh, again, we cannot wait to see uh, you in person again. And we love our church family, our church staff, and all that you do. We're praying for you and lifting you up and stay encouraged. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, welcome all of those who are visiting uh, by airways for the first time. And did you? We pray that this blesses you. Uh, also, our church here in Round Rock, Texas, we're at Seven Applegate Circle. Uh, been, you know, just just loving on God. We want to do the will of God and love and the purpose of God. If you would like more information about our church, go to uh, hlpochurch.org. Uh, you can look up and see uh, sermons, how to give to the church. Uh, we, we do, we, we welcome that opportunity for you to reach out and be a blessing to different ministries, sending our kids to camps and, and different things we do, the, the vacation Bible schools and, and just the outreach as a whole of, of reaching out and loving in our community and being a blessing to all that come in. Uh, and, and need help and, and need to be blessed. And especially during this time, we want to, you know, be an extended arm of, of, of what God is doing and, and be able to just lift up people and tell them that God is still on the throne. We are, we are not hopeless. We've got God's hope in us and, and we, we're blessed and, and we're going to believe for a great, great time in the spirit of God. Um, please uh, join me in prayer. I got a couple of prayer requests that I'm going to be praying over. If you're at home in your living room, you just bow your heads and stretch your hand toward the screen. We're going to pray over these uh, prayer requests. Uh, Father, we just pray and I, I lift up uh, Kim uh, Simmons, her friend, and his grandparents that are in the hospital, and though he cannot visit them now due to circumstances, I just pray, Lord God, as all of us are in agreement for healing and restoration and peace in their bodies, we thank you, Lord God, that they shall fully recover. We just pray the healing and anointing of God to just consume them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. We pray for Robert and Irene, Lord God, our church body, our church family. We just pray for healing over them, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, that by your stripes they are healed. You say we're two or more gathered together in your name and agreement. There you are in the midst is touching any and everything. We thank you for touching them. We thank you for blessing them, Lord God. And we believe the good report of God that they are healed by your stripes. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And we do offer that in the comment section at any time if you need to prayer and got a need that needs to be prayed over please uh, message us in the in the comment sections on on our facebook live or our youtube which, whichever way you message us we'll get that prayer request and and get it out and, and pray over it and and just be a blessing to you so and we're excited it's it's the palm week of week of palm Sunday was, was this past sunday and easter is coming up jesus resurrection so we're, we're fired up and excited so our midweek service here wednesday night and and we're here here to bless you amen so dealing with 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 uh with a dry well is what i want to 
minister to you tonight and let let living water run and so we can all become dry and as God was birthing this in me a few weeks ago about a dry well and how things can become that way in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 through 10 it said let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And, and I pray, you know, it's be a time as the church come together, as, 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 as the word says, that they'll know them by the love we have for one another. And, and, and more than anything else, trying to judge whether someone does this right or that right, man, let's get in love. Let's let the entire world who doesn't know Jesus see the love of Christ in us. And they'll begin to realize, man, there's a love, there's a greatness there that I want to receive and I want to walk in. So we can't let our well run dry, even though the circumstances are are bad around us. When we become dry, that's that's a sign of irritation and and sign of of like, man, just, just, I don't know what I'm going to do next. So don't let your well run dry. If you run dry, a dry well will not only keep you thirsty, but those that are coming to you for a drink, they are going to be thirsty as well. And I know thirsty has multiple meanings, but I'm talking about that whole dryness where you start to feel like, man, nothing is working. I don't know if I'm supposed to be blessed. Nothing seems to go my way. And you just get worn out of the good that you are and you become dry. But I pray in Jesus' name, by the time we're done, that that dryness is going to be over and you're going to be living in the springs of living water. It is that part of us that that others are are looking to as well as ourselves. Wells run dry when we run off off our faith in the middle of a problem instead of allowing God's river to flow to the fullest. And so, again, right in that midst of faith happening, things are going on in our lives, and and don't run off your faith. Don't get to the point and go, man, you know, I'm just tired of doing well. I've been doing this well, and we never say it that way. It's usually something about, I'm the good one. I'm tired of doing the right thing all the time. Well, well, God is saying, don't give up on that. I know it may have been a while, may have been some years even, but there's a due season coming, and so we need to stay in faith, stay in well, so that, that we can be a part of due season that's going to come. But if we run our faith off in the middle because maybe we think it's taking too long, we will miss season. I, I, I wonder how many opportunities that have come that have shown up, the due season shown up, but the person that should have been in has already fainted and became weary and quit believing. Don't let go of your faith. Stay, stay completely refreshed in the anointing of God and hang on to your faith. So we tend to judge ourselves on how things turn out, and if, they turn, if, and if that turnout doesn't go the way we want, we tend to turn down what is well. And I, I mean, we've seen it throughout the years of, of where people will go like, man, I just give up. And I'm like, what you going to go to? You know, like Jesus, that's eternity. That's God. That's, that's forever. Where are you headed? Why? why? I mean, Peter said, where am I going to go, Lord? I, you have everything for me. And as, as the Bible even says that, we begin to turn down what is well. Even with the excuses, you'll hear people say, I've been doing this all, I've been doing good, I've been praying and nothing's happened. But hey, listen, you're in this with Christ until you die anyway. So just keep your belief, keep your faith, keep it. And since all men have habits 
Our well is, the, is a spiritual habit we have to produce freedom, unity, and restoration. Praying for, for, for to being delivered from strongholds, addictions, and, and, and after a while, it just almost seems like, like people do what they're working out. I, I hear people say this all the time, and, and no, I don't want you to feel condemned, but people have cheat days when they do their working out, and they have these cheat days where they're going to cheat. Well, I've been doing good all week, so I owe this to myself. Well, that may be good for your diet, but that's not good for your spirit. That is not good for you to just go up and just say, well, you know, I'm just going to take this well-doing off for a while and go and operate in this. God is, God is like, no, I have a due season for you. I'm going to come through for you. Don't give up while I'm coming through. And so as we stay focused in God, God brings his blessing in due season, brings his deliverance, his restoration. He will not leave you hanging. He will be there for you. And John chapter 5 and verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there, and this is the man, he'd been at this gate for 38 years. Gate called beautiful. Amazing that we can be at a place that's called beautiful and have all kinds of situations. And he'd been laying there for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, it said, and, and learned, he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? What a crazy question to ask someone who's been sick for 38 years, do you want to get well? Well, now after studying, I realized that, that, that this, this verse that is packed with so much about that is that one of my, one of my favorite parts when I hear that Jesus learned I mean, you're thinking like, what is Jesus learning about us? What is Jesus learning about you? I, I know me who travels a lot and, and, you know, at times I'd be on the road getting ready to get on a flight or something. I always say, man, I, I wish I was home with my family. Well, now that that's happening, now that I'm in the house with my family and now that you may be there with your family, maybe that was your prayer too. Well, really, what is Jesus learning? Do you really want to be with your family? Now, again, we have to stop and thank Thank God for where he's put us and where he's positioned us to do his wills. The Bible said Jesus learned. And then the next question was, do you want to get well? Well, Jesus learned and what he's learned about us. Do you really want to be with your family? Do you really want things to be better? Do you really want things to change? What is Jesus learning about you in this current situation is the same thing he asked. Do you really want to be well? So all the people that, that were there and, and even just, just spending time, Jesus is learning about us. It's not that Jesus didn't know. We just need to be revealed to ourselves and let's start to be honest. And this is where I want to say this to you. Don't grow weary in fighting for peace. Uh, choose your battles. Don't, don't look to fight about everything because you're in close proximity of each other. Again, if you can love your neighbor, you should be able to love your family and love your household and have grace and mercy there. Jesus' question of do you want to get well is very valid in that many people have given up on well-doing. And get well usually means giving well to others. He said, do you want to get well? Do you want to give up this, this, this place that you're currently in? And, and that means I'm going to have to be well to others in order to get well. Do you want to get well? I, he cannot help me get well till he helped me want to be well. Many people don't want to get rid of their de defects. I hear you say this all the time in schools and, and even especially in, in uh, 
of professional development with teachers that many times people don't want to get rid of their defects because if they get rid of their defects, they remove their excuses and then they have to be responsible. And there's a thing like a lot of times people can say, well, I just have an anger problem or I just have this because that's why I said what I said or that's why I did what I did. And they've grown weary in well-doing, so I don't want to have to be nice to you, so I'm going to keep the defect so I have a reason or you have, you'll understand why I have to be the way that I am. And, and God has said, no, I've set you free from that. And if I've set you free, you are free forever. You don't have to carry a defect. You don't have to carry the abuse. You don't have to carry the abandonment. You don't have to carry those things that have let you down, that may have caused an emotion in you. You can turn to God and say, God, I receive your righteousness and not my right to be bitter, but the righteousness to be free from hell, sin, and the grave. I thank, thank God for that. And that's, that requires being responsible, though. It requires that. You got to be responsible. That, that whole responsibility. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap in return. The one who sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Weary, being tired, which is, which is what weary is, is a result of not receiving what is needed to carry on. And the truth is we cannot give what we do not have. It's all, all a familiar statement that there are, there are things you just can't give anymore. Now, part of our whole society is, is, is in this, especially those of you who are helpers by nature, givers by nature. The, the, the very big thing that we like to brag about is saying, oh, I'll just do for y'all and not anyone else. And, and really, that, as noble as that sound, that is really a defeating statement because at some point, you're going to run out. At some point, you're going to feel like, I'm the only one that's trying. I'm the only one that's doing any good. I'm just going to stop doing. Why do I always have to be the one who is doing well? And, and one of the things that we stop and have to think about is feeding ourselves and giving back to ourselves. So being well to yourself is what will strengthen us to be well for others. And unfortunately, those who want to be the best very seldom give themselves the best. I mean, you want to be good. You want to be great, but you don't ever do great things for you. And even if you did, you'll even feel guilty. Even, that, it's even in, in teacher training, talking to teachers, I'll tell them, get, describe yourself. We do this thing where you take your name and, and you describe who you are. Take a letter. And what I, what I have a problem with is a lot of times some of the teachers will not say they're intelligent. I'm like, if there's any time you need to be saying you're intelligent, this is it. You imagine a teacher just walking up and go, I'm stupid. Let me help you with your math. No, uh -uh. you've already disqualified yourself. This is that time where you have to give back to yourself. You know how to give to others, but you don't know how to give to you. You know how to encourage others, but you don't know how to encourage yourself. You realize that encourage is something that's internal. Courage is something you do on the outside. We're trying to give what we need from within to others. And that's a courage there that you step out and say, hey, I want to help you. I want to bless you. But don't worry about me. I don't want to do anything for myself. At some point, you're going to run out. I, I pray right now that you just 
start filling up your tank. Just personally, just start filling it up that, that I'm a blessing. I, I'm good to people. I, I know that, that God has raised me up. I'm smart. I've got the wisdom of God. I've got the peace of God. I've got the strength of God. All of those things, you, you got to build yourself up or you're not going to be able to get it and give it to those around you, even those you love. Now you can try to pretend to be something, but God says, let's be authentic. Let me pour it in you so it'll come out of you the right way. So this, this, this statement rhymes. I was writing, I, I actually laughed about it. This rhymes, you, cannot, you can't be your best without getting rest. And so that's just a simple statement that you can't give your best without getting rest. And, and if you don't get rest, now, I'm the biggest hypocrite of that. I sleep maybe four hours a night and, and you know, resting just not my thing to be able to sit still. But I know if I don't get somewhere and sit quietly, God can't minister to me and my body can't, can't minister to me and hold up for me to do, be able to go out and do and help others. So I have to get that rest if I'm ever going to be my best. So those are parts of us that have to grow. Moms, I know you love your kids. I know you want to do all those things for them, but make sure you stop and take care of yourself. Refuel, refuel, build yourself up so that you will have your best for the next day. Your, our strongest intentions can't move the weight that is in the middle, which requires sowing good to reap the good that is needed. It is easy to give the wrong things to ourselves. It's easy to give negative things. It's easy. That's, that's, why they, that's why the whole thing is called a sweet tooth. People don't have a vegetable tooth. People are not sitting down in the vegetable aisles fighting for vegetables, but if they have to struggle to get past that cake section or ice cream section, oh, now you're talking about a whole different animal. There is a thing about you giving back to yourself, and I'm not telling you that to be greedy or, or, or prideful. What I'm saying to you is you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God did not make you to drain out your life for everybody else to be happy and you stand back and be miserable. God wants joy to come to you as well. So don't grow weary. Come on, don't, don't be dry. Don't stay dry here. Get your well on. Don't, don't, don't just allow it to give up and, and your well goes from, well, I'm doing well. It's well with my soul to, well, I guess that's all that is for me and maybe I'm not supposed to be blessed. God, God's got something great for you. And John chapter 4 in verse 13 through 15, Jesus answered and said to her, Samaritan woman, come in there to get water from the well. Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. Now, Jesus' disciples had went away. He was just there by the well. He asked her to give him to drink, give him water to drink. And, and they, you know, went into this dialogue and he said that whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. Talking about the water she was going to get. But whosoever drink of the, of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Then the woman said unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. And that great, like, right there on the spot, she's like, you mean I don't have to come back to this place to get water again? Give me that kind of water. Again, I, I think you got to look at that and understand that the verse of, of what Jesus is saying here, 
He wants to give you, he wants to quench that thirst to be hateful. He wants to quench that thirst where the, uh, you're sad and frustrated. He wants to quench it so that you'll never thirst again. He wants to quench that people-pleasing thirst that you have to get someone to like you or get someone or, or you're trying to make them happen. Jesus said, if you'll come to me and drink, I, I can take care of that. And where you'll quit trying to run and, and again, like I said before, quit auditioning for them so that you'll know that God has filled you up and you don't have to keep walking back wondering whether they like you or not. God has already supplied. He says to her, woman, I will give you water. You will never thirst again. You imagine just, just turning your life, turning everything over to Jesus where you'll never hate that, that person again or you'll never hurt when that person comes around or that thing comes up or whatever. As you let God fill you and give you the drink that you need, he's completing you. He's completing you. You can walk around free. The Samaritan woman continued to show up to a well that left her thirsting for more. And like our entire society today, everything that we thought would make us feel significant has been taken away. But faith in Christ is our significance. So think about this, this coronavirus situation that we're in. Everything, jobs, uh, jobs, uh, hanging out with people, restaurants, being able to go shopping. And my big thing, the gym. All of those things that we went to feel significant and feel good about ourselves, they're gone. And we have to look and look at ourselves and see the significant within ourselves or significance within our family. If you're a single person that lives by yourself, you probably there and finding out that there's a great you that has been too busy to recognize it or a great family a great home life well all those things that were supposed to make us feel good about ourselves are no longer there and we're still here because there's a good God who wants to let you know he's there to bless you and lift you up and in fact Matthew 24 and 35 it says everything else will pass away but his word will never pass away John 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God it is Jesus he is that word that never passes away so as you receive Christ all of this stuff that's not there there's a joy in believers all over the nation there's a there's a joy there there, there should be a, a a hopefulness about every believer because I I have Christ, which is my source anyway, with, even without a job. God is my source. Even without the gym, God is my health. God is my healer. Even without the hanging out and all those other things, it is Christ that I turn to. On the solid rock I stand. All other grounds are sinking sand. That is the faithfulness of, of being in Christ Jesus. So let all that pass away. It fills us and it quenches our thirst to feel significant in anything else. The great thing about Jesus, I mean, we don't have to prove ourselves. We couldn't earn it. So Jesus' gift of salvation was free. And it's good, like, if you've had to prove yourself, me being a short person, I always, I always play, played sports with, with a violin. I was always trying to prove something to people. I was going to go, I was going to outwork you no matter what. But coming to Christ, Jesus said, I've already done all that. I just need you to receive what I've already done. Imagine that, just receiving what, what, what God has already done for you, receiving that he can break strongholds and addictions and knowing that you don't have to be dry with trying to uh, get better, but you can be completely filled with springs of living water because God is flowing through you. That's, that's, that's exciting news. That's exciting that I don't have to thirst for anybody's attention or approval because God has given me his approval. 
in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, on, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, and that's just Jesus says, come, all of you who are weary. He said, come, don't run. Now, a lot of times we get tired, we, we, we tend to want to run. Jesus said, come to me, don't run from me. It's like, come to Christ. It's, the, other, the, the, the part of, of God is like, what direction are you hurt, headed when you get tired? Tired is another way we have excuse. Tired and hungry. I've heard people say they get hangry. Is their excuse for, for uh, losing their temper or losing their cool. And this is the time where God said, don't get weary and well-doing even if you're hungry or tired. He said, but come to me when you get tired. Come to me when you're burdened. Life is not too heavy. Sometimes we're just carrying too much. There are some things you just have to let go. There are some things you just can't do. You can't attend everybody's event. Sometimes you just have to say, hey, look, uh, um, hey, congratulations from afar, and, and just begin to just love on them from that. And if people can't understand that, maybe you got the wrong set of friends. You may have to come to some people who appreciate you for being you and taking care of what God has called you to do. Weary from doing well can make us wanting for doing worse. Man, I, you know, just that whole thing. I go back to the diet thing. I go back to that. Man, I've been doing good all week. I ran all week, uh, and I did all these things. I'm just going to have me a piece of cake. And before you know it, you know, ate the whole thing. You didn't put the whole cake with ice cream on it. You just go through that whole thing, and nothing wrong with cake, nothing wrong with ice cream. But sometimes in our, uh, in our desire to give ourselves a gift, we end up punishing ourselves more. Well, don't grow weary in that. Don't, don't pursue worst when you got well right there at your hand. Rest keeps us from trading well for worse. If you rest, you understand that you can, even in just a natural state of, of getting better, you rest in Christ. And then that'll start you on that path back to, hey, I'm not going to turn to worse when I got well right here. I'm not going to trade my well for worse. In fact, the scripture says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What profit a man to do that? What profit someone to gain? All of this stuff, all the stuff that obviously can be taken away by a virus, but lose his soul. And God is preparing us, preparing us to realize he has already get, met every need. Everything that we need is right there within us. It's, he's already blessed us with it. So it is, it is our rest in God that keeps the well in us. Dry is a combination of getting tired of being the one always doing the right thing and feeling condemned for the feelings. And it is God's righteousness that restores our well-being. God's righteousness restores our well-being. But I want to leave you guys with this one last thing that I do with... Um, with, with, I had to start doing this with elementary kids. We, we used to do where we'd grab each other's hand, and 
I'd have each, uh, the other kids, they'd li- everybody would lift each other's hand. They'd hold hands. And one person accused me, and one, one time I was in a meeting, that, and they accused me of making people pray because it wasn't, a, it wasn't a church event. It's just something I do. But they said the minute they grabbed hands, it, they automatically, because the way they were raised, it caused them to start praying. So well, sometimes when God gives you stuff, you're like, man, that was good. That all came from God. When you get to elementary kids, all of a sudden, they, they don't want to touch each other. Little boys and little girls, they don't want to touch each other. So I had to, God showed me something to come up with. And I, I want to show this to you because sometimes you feel like you're losing and you're not winning. So I started doing this. I'd tell them, and you can try this, right? Take your right hand, grab your left wrist and hold it. And then I'd say, pull your hand up over your head just like this. And then for those of you who, who may be actually doing this, I hope you are. Because sometimes I'll look around the room, there's three or 400 kids, and, and I'll look at them and I was like, I, I don't understand. This is your opportunity to win. I don't understand why you're not doing this. And I'll watch them start dropping their hands and I'll scream, don't ever get tired of winning. And maybe you're starting to drop your hands. No, I want you to hold it up because you, maybe you've been waiting all week for your kids or your family or somebody to appreciate you. And you got to understand, there's going to be times there's not going to be anyone around you to lift up your hands, but you can do it yourself and say, thank you, God, I am a champion. If I'm breathing air, thank you for helping me wake up this morning that I'm winning, even if it's just at breathing, that I'm an undisputed champion in Christ Jesus, and I shall do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then you put your hand down. There are days you just have to raise your own hand. There are days you have to encourage yourself. And then you can go and give that encouragement to others. Don't get dry. Don't get dry. Don't grow weary in well-doing. There is a harvest coming. There's a turnaround for your child coming. Don't quit praying. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your body. You believe in God for healing and restoration in your body. Don't give up. Get renewed. And if you've given up, get back on it, right? Speak uh, Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, that joy of being saved, that joy that I'm going to spend eternity with Christ. I'm going to be there with Jesus for, the, for eternity. Restore unto me that joy. And, man, that will awaken it and revive and refresh your spirit like never before. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads. I, I want to pray with you. We're going to pray you out and, 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 you know, just encourage you in prayer. As your head is bowed and you're praying and your eyes are closed. Father, we thank you and praise you for each and every person here that was in, in uh, listening to this message. And Lord, those who've come dry, maybe they're dry in their marriage. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm using the words fallen out of love. I love them, but I'm not in love with them. Lord, I pray for a watering of that relationship, a watering of that love that they'll be able to see. And whatever thing is happening in that relationship, I pray that you expose any deception, any fears, any doubts, that you expose it, that they come together. And as they said, and, and, and get before you and, and begin to allow you to bring forth healing. I pray, Father, that they don't become dry. We don't get dry in our children, that we lift up our children and encourage them in our job and our finances right now, our, our entire world. We're believing for our entire land to be healed. And though there's lots of news to be listened to, Lord, that make sure that we make sure that we listen to the word. As Pastor Rita said on Sunday, that we make sure that we fill ourselves with your word. That we'll get in your place, Lord God, to hear you and, and, and our mind don't become mushed from all the negative stuff that is happening around us. But we know that our God is faithful. 
our God blesses us. Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are bringing forth healing and, and restoration and peace throughout our entire land. That people that if there's someone out there that doesn't know Christ, Lord, I, I pray that they receive and, and, and just pray the prayer, Lord. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died and he rose on the third day that I might be born again. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. He said, if we believe in our heart and do not and believe and confess with our mouth and believe in our heart and don't doubt, we will be born again. I pray that if someone has received that today, Lord Jesus, that we welcome him into the kingdom of heaven, and that the angels are shouting and rejoicing over them. Lord, I pray for everyone and as well as their champion spirit. Keep going forth that I believe in Jesus. He is my victor. Uh, the, the victory is mine when the battle is the Lord. And we cast all of our care on you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>